Hi, this is Dr. Mike Chupp, and you are listening to CMDA Matters, the weekly podcast of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Well, if you love the Psalms as much as I do, I am guessing that you've probably noticed there's a link between bravery or courage and God's servants waiting on Him to accomplish His purposes in us and through us. One example of that theme comes from Psalm 31, verse 24, which says, Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. This psalm from King David is a clear reminder that we're all called to patiently wait on our Lord. And in so doing, we courageously entrust our lives into his mighty hands. CMDA members like our guest today, Dr. Amanda Beatty, are real life reminders for us of this call from our Lord. For the last 12 years, she has lived in North Africa, and she's dedicated her career and her life's work to bringing the hope and healing of Christ to unreached people through her surgical care and training others. I ask Amanda to join Pastor Burt Jones and myself on the podcast this week so that she might share her story and her testimony about God's call on her life to take heart and to be courageous. So keep on listening, and you're gonna hear an inspiring cameo of courage featuring Dr. Amanda Beatty. Well, today on CMDA Matters, Pastor Burt Jones, our Vice President of Missions and Member Care, is joining me today to talk with a guest. Welcome, Burt. Thank you. Good to be here. Our guest today is Dr. Amanda Beatty. She's a general surgeon who has spent the last 12 years in North Africa working with the organization Health Outreach to the Middle East, HOME, uh, whose executive director, uh, Sam Rod, has been on the program a couple of times. He's an infectious disease doctor down there at MD Anderson. Amanda is reaching the suffering and sharing the cure in the country of Mauritania. Her life verse is Mark 1230, which she sums up as loving God with all of me. She takes joy in loving God with all of her while pursuing obedience to the Great Commission. Uh, So Dr. Amanda Beatty, a general surgeon, welcome to CMDA Matters today. Thank you. Well, I've heard you speak, and I have heard so much about your work in the country of Mauritania from so many different sources. And I, I just want to know, how did this calling, this love for an African nation like Mauritania develop? Well, I knew that I went into medicine uh, in order to reach the unreached. And so there was this desire for going someplace that was medically underserved and spiritually unreached. So back in the first year of medical school, I colored in two maps of Africa, one based on the Joshua Project statistics of the most spiritually unreached places in Africa, the other based on the World Health Organization statistics of the most medically underserved places in Africa, compared the two maps and this country that I'd never heard of called Mauritania came to the top. So then just started asking God uh, that if he would send me there, that he would create an open door. And then about seven years later, I got to visit for the first time and uh, realized that, yep, it's medically underserved and spiritually unreached. And 
that if God would continue to open the door, I would love to be able to to serve there. And so I got to go in 2011. So how far after your surgical training did that take place? Uh, had, had you done anything else, practice here in the U.S., or did you go straight from surgical training to Mauritania? I stayed in the United States for uh, just several months to take my board exams. And at that time, uh, I accepted a job at the hospital that I did my residency and to work during that time before going over. That's a great uh, testimony of how God's been at work in your life. And thanks for sharing that with us. I'm curious if God's answered all those prayers and, and took you there. What do you see God doing right now where you're at uh, after you've been there a while? Before going to Mauritania, uh, I remember going to many different conferences, hearing many speakers and, and always praying that God would open doors uh, mm-hmm. to get into these uh, unreached areas. And yet in being there and the longer that I'm there, I'm realizing that so many doors are open. So many homes uh, are open. Uh, so many opportunities exist and yet the laborers are few. And so it's just an incredible place to be able to practice medicine with excellence because the medical care there is so difficult to access. And so we're able to do what we've been trained to do uh, in a way that really tangibly serves people, but at the same time, be sought in light. Dr. Manda, my understanding is this is your first time back to the U.S. in 12 years after serving for 12 years in the country of Mauritania. What has God taught you about sustainability and while serving in a challenging place like Mauritania and allowed you to serve 12 years uninterrupted, I believe? One of the things that's happened over the 12 years is that uh, because in Mauritania, I have a real job. I run two hospitals. I work as a medical doctor and a surgeon. I have two training programs and other responsibilities that uh, when there's no one to cover uh, for me, then I still have the responsibilities uh, of my job. Like I can imagine many uh, listeners here have different responsibilities in their job. And so what I've learned is that this concept of burnout or or being on fumes or or being toasty. It's really something that happens around the globe. Every place that we serve has challenges. Uh, Nothing magical happens uh, on an airplane between even the United States and Africa, especially in the world now where many times we don't know when work uh, starts and ends thanks to the advent of Zoom, thanks to uh, the advent of uh, smartphones and things. And so it's this concept of just focusing on thriving. So how do we build resiliency? We can build daily disciplines, uh, weekly disciplines in Mauritania, things that we interact with, our, our bitterness and complaining by staff and coworkers, uh, sickness and things breaking down at home or work, ingratitude of patients, expectations of government and other uh, stakeholders. If we're looking for our rewards from outside sources, if we're looking for our satisfaction from those that we interact with or serve so that we get a pat on the back, then we're not going to last. But it's rather the inner strength. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are uh, serving the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. And so For me, I found that some of these practices, these daily disciplines, these weekly disciplines include Sabbath keeping, Bible study, prayer, exercise, nutrition, community and fun, self-reflection, 
having goals and purpose and, and setting them up in such a way that you can win, setting priorities. Because I think we all go through seasons in life where there isn't that natural outlet that we can just step away. But even in those times, God can give us the inner strength. Yeah, Dr. Amanda, you sound like you could be a perfect spokesperson for the Center for Well-Being. Yeah, we amen. Yeah. Uh, capture some of those comments there and get you, uh, take you on a tour for us around the country and around the world. I'm curious, you mentioned the idea of training program. Uh, what are you doing to invest in other leaders there? And what kind of impact are you seeing from that investment in other future leaders? One of the things that I've also found in being there is it's really about empowering uh, nationals so that we don't have to be there all the time because we're inevitably not going to be there the whole time. And so empowering nationals to carry on the medical work, and that's a great way in working to empower them that we can also just speak God's truth in their lives as well as we walk alongside them and see worldviews impacted by the gospel in those life-on-life conversations, as well as building leaders within our teammates, empowering each other on our team in order to continue to grow in our walk with God and our ability to be sought in light with others. So, Amanda, why don't you describe for us a day in the life of uh, Dr. Amanda Beatty, and is it primarily clinical care that you're doing, administration, a combination thereof. And then after sharing that with us, could you just share us uh, with us a story of how God just showed himself so faithful in your life? And over 12 years, I'm guessing a few stories have, you know, piled up that you could share with us. But uh, yeah, what's what's a day in the life of, uh, of a surgeon in Mauritania like yourself, an expat, and then maybe a story of God's faithfulness? One of the things that has developed uh, or changed over the, the 12 years in being there is I started out being the only doctor uh, in a rural community hospital, and now I'm surrounded by multiple doctors. And so I've um, worked myself a bit out of the job of the primary care physician into being more uh, of a surgical role, education role, administrative role, and, and director role. And so my daily schedule in the morning, uh, I have my time with God before going into to work at eight o'clock from eight until nine. I have an education session with our resident from nine until noon. I work on education and administration. So we have a nursing training program as well as spending that time in order to develop curriculum for our residency program. From noon until two, I still do my clinical hours in seeing patients in the clinic. And then we gather as a team. So the hospital that I run, we're in a very remote area. And so our team, uh, we gather together as a group for our midday meal uh, so that we can catch up and really encourage one another. And then in the afternoon, it's spent in doing language study or visiting with people, having walks with team members, also prayer times and doing other administrative things. For surgeries, uh, when the, there's a surgery day, then it takes over some of the other administrative things. But much of my time is with administration and education nowadays. And as far as a, a story, of God's uh, faithfulness and provision. 
Just before coming back on this sabbatical, I had a visiting anesthesiologist who who came and he had filled his bags with uh, a lot of random equipment that people from his OR ha- had donated. He didn't really take inventory of it. So when he arrived, I was unpacking the bag and I realized in one of the bags that there was a, a feeding uh, gastrostomy tube. And uh, just the next day showed up in our hospital, a kid that we one of my colleagues had been uh, taking care of who had uh, suffered from meningitis a couple of months back, left with a swallowing impairment, speech uh, impairment, uh, and just severe malnutrition. And in the country, they don't really do feeding tubes. And so this, this child came in and the family heard that there was a surgical camp and asked if there was anything that we could do. And so just the concept that somebody had taken time to place this mm-hmm. feeding gastrostomy mm-hmm. tube in a bag, uh, this anesthesiologist somehow brought it over. And the n- next day we were able to place this tube for this child that needed it. And I've heard updates from my colleagues that now he's he's a changed little boy up ambulating, walking, even speaking, uh, which he wasn't doing back then. So it's just amazing how God orchestrates things around the globe to make his impact and for his glory. That's a, a great story. It's That's not odd. That's God, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, for, for Sometimes we look at things as just happenstance or things like that, but that's not the case. And I believe it's probably uh, a direct link to your prayers. You, you mentioned you start every day off with God and spend some time in prayer and then as you told your schedule, you talked about uh, think, you know, times of prayer throughout the day. I'm just curious, uh, what are some of the things that you're praying for there? And uh, how can our CMDA listeners be praying for you and the work that you're doing there? Our prayer request most often is just for open hearts and open minds. We know that uh, it is God who is able to change hearts. It's God who is able to bring forth fruit from the seeds that are sown. And so we want to be continually obedient to sowing seeds, but we're trusting God for the the harvest. And so we just ask that you would pray with us for, for more opportunities, for more laborers for the harvest, for serving with us uh, there, but mostly for people's eyes and hearts to be open to receiving the message and and to be transformed by that message. Well, those are some very specific things that, that we can be praying for you about as you're uh, asking God to send out workers and laborers into the, the harvest field. I was, I was reminded of the uh, story about the Macedonian call. As we think about not a Macedonian call for you, but a more Italian call, what are some things you'd like our listeners to know? What, what kind of a call would you send out to our listeners today that, that maybe someone's listening today and think, you know, I, I could help with that, or I could go there and maybe help. What, what, what's, a, what's a call that you would send out to our listeners today? The message that's on my heart is to be a disciple maker wherever you are, to live life on purpose wherever you are. Don't wait to get there, wherever there is, whether it be finishing medical school, completing residency, waiting till you get married or your kids get older or retirement or financial goal even going to a specific place, because each day we're given the opportunity to drink deeply from the spring of living water and overflow as a conduit on those we interact with, whoever God puts in our path. And so I just like people to 
as they hear my story, as they as they listen to this, uh, not think about, oh, well, if I ever get a chance to go to Africa or if I ever get a chance to go to Mauritania, then I could do such and such, but rather that God's placed us in a body and he's given each one of us opportunities today to be his salt and light wherever we are today. What are specific opportunities as you look down the road heading back to Mauritania that folks could sign up and help as global workers? So the opportunities really are almost endless. Um, Although we do have two really key needs or desires that we're we're praying for. Uh, One is for a family medicine residency program. Uh, So we were able to get family medicine recognized as a specialty in Mauritania in the last few years, which is a, a huge success. Uh, We also were given authorization to run a one-year pilot program at our hospital, uh, which we completed uh, this past year, but now uh, it's on hold for lack of faculty. So we're intentionally praying for three primary care physicians willing to come for at least 15 months, starting in the fall of 2024, so that we can really launch this program in January of 2025, because we see medical education as an incredible way to make disciples in this uh, country, but also to transform the nation and to transform the region uh, in medicine um, and for God's glory. And so that's uh, one thing that's just a real tangible need in the medical profession. Another is that we just completed, thanks to Holmes support, as well as Samaritan's Purse, an operating room suite. And we have myself as a surgeon and other surgeons interested in coming to to volunteer their services, but we're limited with our anesthesia providers. And so if there's an anesthesiologist or a CRNA who has a desire to come either in short-term or long-term to help out with our, to develop our surgical program, that also is a big need. But really the opportunities um, are endless for any kind of medical professional. If they have an interest, a desire, and they have a thought of how they might be able to impact. They have to be interested in impacting in a medical way, but also in a relational way, because we are both the medical providers as well as disciple makers. And so I'm happy to hear from those interested in coming. Uh, Dr. Amanda, you mentioned several times, you've mentioned the word making disciples, which I know is is part of the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. What does that look like there? How are you able to make disciples there where you're serving? In uh, certain contexts, for instance, um, I was in Kenya on a short-term trip just a couple weeks ago, and in that context, uh, the physicians were really there to practice medical excellence in order to bring in many, many patients, and then it was the chaplains Mm -hmm. who were the ones that were sharing the, the gospel. So we get to have a life that so reflects God's glory that people stop to ask why. And we have a walk with God that so saturates our lives that every conversation has to involve uh, the gospel in it. And so it's just allowing the living water that we drink from each morning and throughout the day to overflow in our conversations and overflow in our actions. Wow. I look at this interview as, uh, I, I call it a cameo of courage, and we're always looking for guests to come and, and share with our listeners and to challenge us uh, a life of obedience 
as yours has uh, been. And uh, it truly is amazing to me because I, I remember you sharing testimonies earlier on in your career uh, at various conferences at what God had called you to do. And then, again, hearing feedback from a number of friends, some of whom are involved in family medicine training, who've been working with you to develop that program. And I do want to ch- encourage our listeners, wow, what an opportunity. So many people going to family medicine interested in doing global work and mission outreach. And this sounds like an incredible opportunity. It <clears throat> it, it's not like so many other countries. It uh, I love what you just said, what God opens. When God opens a door, it, it stays open. The, uh, the Jesus' word to the church in Philadelphia in Revelation there, what he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. You have a scripture that is, uh, you go back to frequently as uh, the one that you really derive strength and encouragement from? The one that I continue to to go back to, uh, and I was reading even this morning, is in Isaiah 40. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And that's just been the experience in my life of uh, just God is faithful, uh, and He continues to strengthen, continues to guide, and uh, so that's really been been sweet to me. Well, Dr. Amanda Beatty, thank you for joining us today on CMDA Matters, and uh, just a incredible role model for us all, and an example of it's only been a few minutes, but a true cameo of courage and uh, trust and confidence that God uh, has you in Mauritania where He wants you to be, and. Um, maybe in eternity, you'll be able to see and we'll celebrate with you uh, the impact that you've had in a country where the gospel is desperately needed. Well, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity and thank you for the support in this work. If you have a heart for missions and you want to learn how to live missionally in your life, in the U.S. or around the globe, And now is the time to register for the 2023 Global Missions Health Conference, known around here as GMHC. This year's event is scheduled for November 9th through 11th at Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky. And when you get there, be sure to look for the CMDA neighborhood in the exhibit hall. We'd love to introduce you to all the ways you can use your skills to serve others. Visit cmda.org slash events for more information. During our conversation, you heard Dr. Beatty talking about how attending conferences and hearing other mission speakers is what helped to keep her focused on her call to serve Christ through healthcare missions. Those experiences, they softened her heart and prepared her to say yes to God's plan for her life. GMHC, Global Missions Health Conference, is a perfect opportunity for you to do just that. And this year, just prior to the conference, CMDA's Center for Advancing Healthcare Missions is also hosting a pre-field orientation for new healthcare missionaries. That will be November 6th through the 9th at Southeast Christian Church. Our speakers at this conference have lived the realities of cross-cultural healthcare missions firsthand, and they're committed to helping you learn and prepare 
for what lies ahead. You'll dive deep into areas that you likely haven't really thought at all about during your medical theology or missiology training. If you are preparing for medium, and that might be a year or two term, or long-term healthcare mission service, and you plan to leave for the field within the next five years, I wanna ask you to consider attending this conference. If you'd like more information and to register, just visit cmda.org slash events. I really appreciate transparent brothers and sisters in Christ like Amanda. She talked about burnout and how every place we serve has its own particular challenges, whether that's here in the U.S. or serving overseas. I was especially struck by her point that in today's technological world, it's sometimes hard to figure out when work actually starts and when it ends. I think some of you listening can identify with what she's talking about. Burnout is something we know all too well in healthcare these days. Through CMDA's Center for Advancing Healthcare Missions, we're now offering a chance for healthcare missionaries to connect with others and build that resilience that is so important to combat burnout and thrive on a field of service. It's a new initiative called 511 Groups, and that actually comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, which says, So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. These groups are virtual healthcare support groups designed to help you explore, process, and yes, wrestle through common challenges in a supportive environment with others who understand with you the difficulties of serving cross-culturally. If you're interested in joining a group for our next cohort, that will begin in January 2024, and we would love to support you. For more information, you can visit cmda.org slash CAM, C-A-H-M. Education is a key component of healthcare missions. And that's why one of CMDA's mission outreach programs is Medical Education International, or MEI. It is a short-term missions program that provides academic teaching and clinical training while building relationships with local colleagues and modeling the compassion, care, and love of Jesus. MEI teams serve primarily in low- and middle-income countries, and most teams consist of two to ten fully trained healthcare professionals. For more information, visit cmda.org slash MEI. I hope you listened to Dr. Beatty's prayer requests and that you added them to your own personal prayer list. As Christians, we know and we have experienced the power of prayer. And we know the impact of the prayers of God's people, the impact they can have. That's one of the reasons that we've added a new prayer forum to our CMDA Go app. 
so that you can see the latest national ministry prayer requests from CMDA, and so you can pray for the various ministries and the members of CMDA on a regular basis. You can download the app and find the new prayer forum by visiting cmda.org app, or you can search for CMDA Go in your device's app store today. Before I close out this week's episode, I've asked CMDA's stewardship team to join us for a special Stewardship Matters segment. George, take it away. Welcome to another edition of Stewardship Matters. I'm George Courtney, and today I'm joined by my colleagues, Jamie Majeski and Paul Montgomery. Hello. Hey, George. How are you, sir? <laughs> I am doing great. Isn't it a beautiful season of the year? I just love coming into uh, October and then thinking about Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving season just brings back so many uh, wonderful memories of times with families and uh, time of just thanking the Lord for his provision and blessing on our life. Jamie, as you think about Thanksgiving, what, what comes to your mind? So probably my favorite memory of Thanksgiving was about 10 years ago or so before I had a family of my own. I was away from home and I didn't want to spend the day of Thanksgiving alone. So I thought, what can I do today? So I reached out to a local church in the community I was living in and found out that they were serving the underserved that afternoon. And so I thought, well, I might as well just um, go ahead and join them. It was something new that I haven't done before, but always had it in my heart to do something like that. And so it's just, you know, it's just a fun way to uh, reflect back and look at how God has been so good to my life. And now that I have a family of my own, I just feel so grateful that I'm able to provide them meals every single day. But it's also just a good reminder since God has been so good in my life, how can I be a blessing to other people's lives? Oh, that's so good, Jamie. Serving uh, the underserved, being uh, embraced by the community uh, there where you were living. And that's what CMDA is about. We embrace one another as a community of Christian healthcare professionals. What a great uh, reminder. Paul, what about you? Well, George, I'm so blessed. I've had several Thanksgivings and uh, I think about what Paul said in Acts twenty thirty five. It's more blessed to give than receive. One Thanksgiving, I organized at our church a dinner for those that were single, those who were at home alone on Thanksgiving Day. So we prepared a Thanksgiving meal for them, and several people volunteered, came in and and helped, and we coordinated it and, and served about seventy people that day. So it was very good. That's awesome. What a great privilege we do have in our country. I was thinking about this time that we were going to spend together and about Thanksgiving. And I, I read this humorous quote. It says, Thanksgiving is a time to count your blessings one by one as each relative goes home. And <laughs> it made me think about my fondest memory uh, was spending time with my cousins and my uh, extended family as a child, sitting at the child's uh, table. But one of the things that that uh, stands out now as an adult is that it's really a season where we move towards gratitude. And I read another quote that told me this, gratitude is when a memory is stored in your heart and not just in your mind. And it's a time of the year whenever we truly move towards gratitude. And in our culture today in America, it's also a time whenever we share 
with one another financially. Many of us plan our year-end giving starting in November, and we begin to make those final gifts for the year. And as we were thinking about that, Jamie, uh, what's on your mind today to encourage and just provide some wisdom to our listeners? So something I'd like to briefly talk about are donor-advised funds. Uh, More and more people are utilizing donor-advised funds these days, and I believe mainly for two reasons, time and ease. Donor-advised funds, they're somewhat seen as a charitable checking account, but it allows you to give cash, stock, and other appreciated items into that single online account. And then from there, you can just recommend a grant distribution to your ministry of choice, such as CMDA. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm reminded of something that you said there, that they are considered like your charitable checking account. They're not a savings account, and they're designed to help us facilitate our giving in an efficient way. And so it's this time of year when some of our listeners just need to look into their donor advised fund, look at the balance. Maybe their advisors helped them move stock over the years or whatever, and they've accumulated some resource that they could invest for kingdom purposes, whether it's CMDA or another favorite charity. So that's a, that's a great idea, Jamie. Thank you. And Paul, what about you? What's on your mind today? Well, George, at the close of the year, we're always thinking about tax season and paying taxes in April. So reducing your tax liabilities is critical. And I suggest that for those who are listening today, that they consider the Qualified Charitable Distribution, which is called a QCD. And what that is, is you can fund up to about $50,000 now with the 2023 tax change and create your QCD. And that would be able to distribute money to a charity, but also it reduces your taxable income at the same time as your tax liability. Oh, that's great. Uh, Great advice, Paul. Thinking about the IRAs where we've been uh, using it for tax planning and storing up uh, for the future. And uh, some of our listeners have probably moved towards overfunding those. It's now accumulated to a a point where it's more than they'll ever use. And to pass it on to the next generation, their heirs has a very expensive tax bill associated with it. So that's a wonderful uh, suggestion. Okay, George, what is your advice for our listeners today? Well, Paul, what I have on my mind today is non-cash giving. Over the last couple of years, this has become more a passion of mine. Uh, We are learning that about 90% of a person's assets are held in non-cash items, whether that's personal property or real estate, maybe it's business interest. And uh, thinking about giving non-cash assets is a wonderful idea at this time of the year. Maybe uh, you've had a life insurance policy that's no longer needed. It's a great time of year to donate it to uh, your favorite charity. Uh, An unusual one would be maybe a loan note. Someone who has owed you money and you're collecting a payment from it, but you no longer need that, you could transfer that to your favorite charity, maybe to your donor advised fund. Restricted securities. Maybe you hold stock in a small company or a company that has uh, restrictions on distributing it, 
And that would be a good one to consider as well, as well as real estate, as I mentioned, or business interest. So that's a few of the ways that this time of year, we would just like to challenge all of us and our listeners today to think about year-end giving. You know, so often we get down to the end and it's a busy season for healthcare professionals. All of us uh, consumers have uh, met our deductibles and now we're trying to get lots of last-minute procedures in and doctor's visits in. And for our healthcare professionals, it's your busy time of the year. And if you're not planning, you'll come down to the last week and then scramble to make your gift. And it won't be as meaningful to you as it would be if you just begin planning now here towards the end of October and into November, how God would want you to invest in other ministries to further the gospel uh, here in our country and around the globe. Well, as we wrap up today, I want to leave us with Psalm uh, 107 and verses 8 and 9. And it tells us, Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for his wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies their thirst and fills their hunger with good things. God is good. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we're headed towards or coming out of, God is good and he provides for us. And so today, may God bless you during this time of thanksgiving as you consider the many ways God would have you to invest in his work here on earth. Until next time, God bless you in your stewardship journey. Thank you, George, for these helpful giving tips to make this season of giving even better. Please give our stewardship team a call if they can assist you in any way. They can be reached at 888-230-2637, or you can email them using stewardship at cmda.org. Next week, we have a special video episode with Kristen Wagner, who's the CEO and the president of Alliance Defending Freedom. She joined us to share all about how Alliance Defending Freedom and CMDA are working together to stand up for life through our court system. And I promise you don't want to miss it. She is an amazing leader for that amazing organization. As always, if you want to suggest a future guest for our podcast, please email us using cmdamatters at cmda.org. And if you like our podcast, maybe you've not done this for any other podcast, but please do it for ours. Give us a five-star rating and share us on your favorite social media platform. This conversation with Dr. Beatty, I think it was a great reminder for all of us about the Lord's call for us to go and to make disciples. So as we finish today, let me share that call once again, even if you've heard it a hundred times, here's a hundred and one from Matthew chapter 28. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. My prayer this week, friends, is that this cameo of courage with Dr. Amanda Beatty 
it reminded you that we are called to be disciple makers wherever we are, with whoever God puts into our path. And that means we don't have to wait until we get to an overseas mission field. How are you obeying God's call to make disciples this week? Let's commit to being strong, to being courageous, and to be obedient servants who make disciples of all the nations. And as you do so, you will bring that hope and healing of Christ to the world around you. That's what matters to CMDA, friends, and CMDA matters. We'll see you next week with Kristen Wagner from ADF. Bye for now. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate. Thank you.